Welcome everybody to the Loki Podcast by Fantastic Geek, your official unofficial voice of the Marvel Cinematic Community. My name is Matt and joining me as always is Pete. Hello, Pete. Hello, Matt. Hello, everyone. Just days away, Matt, from the Wednesday, June 9th premiere of Marvel Studios' Loki on Disney+. Plus. Cannot wait to podcast those for you beginning next weekend. Uh, but here today with our final preview before the series starts. Pete, I don't know that Loki got moved to Wednesdays for the following reason. Indeed, it probably was. So it was out of Fridays. and They're trying to have two razzle-dazzle days uh, a week down the line, not one. But just want to remind everybody, Wednesday comes from the Old English Woden's Day, Day of <laughs> Odin. Oh my goodness, Pete, did they change the entire schedule in order to have a Thor tie-in? Undoubtedly, undoubtedly. But seriously, we know, of course, that uh, Black Widow will hit in theaters, but more importantly, on Disney Plus with your premiere access on uh, Friday, July 9th. We, of course, will be bringing you that to our pop culture podcast, which you can subscribe to, gets you everything Fantastic Geek. We will also be bringing it, of course, to our Marvel movie podcast feed gives you just those mcu movies subscribe to that as well um but yeah needed to move off the friday they had this dilemma once before with uh star wars the rise of skywalker and the mandalorian and they scooched the mandalorian back a couple days I believe it was a wednesday uh which also means baby yoda and then they gave you Rise of Skywalker on Friday. Um, so there, there is a pattern for this before, but they didn't want to wiggle off for that week. So make it all Wednesday. That's fine. The end result is we get it uh, two days earlier, which is four days from now, which is all good. And indeed, Pete, looking ahead to this schedule here, uh, the Disney plus social medias had uh, done kind of a summer sizzler kind of thing. We were both a little surprised. No, what if currently on the summer schedule? So certainly, I guess, stay tuned on that one. Um, but of course, our our main focus here, certainly today, being previewing Loki, this continuing our uh, our run. Yeah, having podcasted The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, having podcasted WandaVision before that, uh, and just all, all of that goodness now uh, now taking us to Loki. Yeah, and with the Friday release yesterday of the next two episodes in the Marvel Legends kind of Cliff's Notes series, I uh, knew a Loki one was coming, um, but a Tesseract episode, uh, not something I think we saw coming. The first non-character uh, Marvel Legends. Uh, and then they've also branded like a, a Loki collection uh, of the films in which he appears on Disney+. Plus. You can check those out as well. But looked into those legends and I think some interesting takeaways for a character Matt you know Loki 
here this series you might say long overdue although this is a character that of any of the spun off characters so far wanda and vision uh falcon winter soldier uh dates back uh longer than any of them all the way back to the original thor movie in 2011 indeed i think it was just in the last it was in the last couple of weeks that uh, hemsworth certainly and perhaps hiddleston as well uh they were sharing um screenshots from 10 plus years ago the headline was uh it was something like marvel foregoes casting stars comma goes with unknowns for thor movie um <laughs> talking about hemsworth and uh, and hiddleston here which it's like i i can't remember back to a point where that would have sounded like a bad idea um and i think too that's it, it speaks to the value of these uh of these little legend cliff note episode things that are on disney plus yes we've all seen all of this stuff or certainly most of us have seen all the movies and, and so on and so forth you know is there something in the loki series that is referencing knowledge from thor the dark world I don't know, but if you're going to have a little reminder of this or that in the legends or, you know, uh, Pete, I think I could do all the Tesseract chronology from memory. But if you want to hand me a little legend there just to make sure everything is set, um, since everything that has happened in the MCU counts and maybe they're, you know, again, they're referencing one thing versus another thing. My memory might not be the same as what they're what they're going to be leaning on for the series. So I think that for for what the legends episodes ask you to invest in time which is not a lot of time i think it's a valuable viewing experience just to say okay great now i'm kind of refreshed in my memory here we go it is you know initially i was down on the idea but i i think that they work they're cut together well seem to have a new title card uh from the last time we watched them as well but to give you thor who you know uh, Loki in that original Thor movie where he's the villain and then Avengers where he's the villain. The idea of this tortured uh, frost giant from Jotunheim, uh, you know, the, the great line from uh, Avengers that uh, Thor gives, you know, after the, the death toll that Loki's responsible for Earth comes up on the helicarrier, you know, oh, he's adopted. Uh, adopted and, and co-opted here, you know, he was participating in, in Thanos vision long before we even knew Thanos was coming. Uh, this is a character who's been feared, but they've leaned in more on the funny. Obviously, of late, we've had this redemptive arc. He's been confined and faked his death in the dark world and then you know suffered uh the the death of his foster mother in hella and then masqueraded as his foster father and teamed up with thor in ragnarok and you know had a lot of fun along the way doing that and then we had his death at the hands of thanos who had sent him previously to earth after the tesseract over the tesseract but What's going to happen with this Loki in the show? This is not that Loki who obviously died. This is the one that branched off 
as of the events of Endgame, uh, who got his hands on the Tesseract and disappeared where we pick him up. And I think back to when Loki was killed off in Infinity War, um, I think we were both of the tone like, all right, well, it's a natural, you know, logical endpoint for the character. And obviously he's died and come back and could he come back again? But it kind of, we, we kind of couldn't imagine it. And here, of course, Endgame giving us, Endgame giving us so much. I, I think that when we watched Endgame, um, obviously the Marvel story continues after it with all these things. But I don't know that, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen style. I don't know that we were like, and that's going to be the Loki spinoff, and that's going to be the Wanda spinoff, and and that's going to be the, maybe most obvious was the Falcon uh, journey will continue. But um, what a novel way to kind of bring the character back. Uh, maybe not one hundred percent novel, since we also have um, done a done a bit with Gamora where Gamora was killed, but now there's an earlier Gamora and whatnot. Um, but I think Pete, that you know, we as viewers of comic book tv shows and movies there's a certain give there where you go all right how you know like for example pete at the end of this season of loki if loki gets killed off nobody's gonna be like oh man you killed off you know like i'm sad that this is the end of the character like at this point it's just part of the aesthetic and just part of the nature of the storytelling what i do think is interesting the central mission of this show which is loki has to help clean up the timeline uh, of course that was the biggest the, the whole notion of the messed up timeline and branch versus this and that the other um even indeed as the uh end game directors and writers on the commentary track were were debating um debating the particulars this is a great whether i'm assuming this is going to be somewhat mission of the week in loki but just this notion of at the end of the first season things will be cleaned up or at least that's the goal at the beginning of the season whether they get whether that happens or not um it's a fun conceit for a story and i also think too pete by the end of it um i wouldn't be surprised if there is some sort of redemption for loki to kind of sort of basically get him back to being the mostly good guy that he was at the end of his original life right because this loki has not gone through uh you know the events of uh dark world and uh ragnarok and the infinity saga films you know those those last two uh so yeah i i think that's a good prediction getting the tesseract its own legends episode is really interesting i mean what role does it play in the show he's taken with him he's used that to disappear um the idea of its power and and talking about you know its first appearance in terms of when we saw it in captain america first avenger and the linkage this was the treasure of uh you know this the thing in odin's treasure room then you have um you know, uh, Tony's father uh, find it. Then we go back to Captain Marvel, something more recently done, that Carol had absorbed its power, that Goose eats it, that he pukes it on Fury's desk, that it's in the hands of S.H.I.E.L.D. for uh, 17 years after that, and then begins 
misbehaving, opens the doorway that Loki comes through, cue the events of the Avengers there, the Battle of New York. Um, that's the demarcation point for this series, but that it had gone back to Asgard where Loki stole it again, that Thanos got his hands on it. Um, but yeah, I think this show, I mean, the thing with the trailers, this, this mysterious character, this shadowy character that they're, they're teasing, obviously the, the fun that we're going to have, uh, zipping through time and the different things there, I think interesting too, you know, we, we all know the DB Cooper thing is coming and there's just going to be an explosion of interest into that and if you're unaware of what that is maybe read up a little bit ahead of time on that perhaps you've seen the images of uh you know loki short hair sunglasses he's on an airplane old timey uh the the db cooper incident happened in november of 1971 uh old timey you know uh flight attendant outfits and uh was a heist off uh, an airplane off a 727 um, traveling between Portland, Oregon and uh, Seattle, Washington. But in the one trailer, he jumps out, he name checks Heimdall, uh, and then he's caught with the Bifrost there and he goes. So like what involvement is going to happen there with Asgard and, and stuff like that. Um, so really, really looking forward to that. Can't wait for what episode i doubt it's going to be the first one when that pops up and certainly looking at the cast here of course we know tom hiddleston as loki of course we've talked before about owen wilson as mobius and mobius um how it's taken this long for owen wilson to get to the mcu i don't know <laughs> um I, I hope it's one of these things that he's showing up in these movies and some capacity movies and tv shows in some capacity for the next 20 years uh add to it uh gugu mbatha raw playing the the uh lusciously named ravona lexis renslayer who's a tva judge there's also one me musaku as uh hunter b15 who's also in the tva and then pete in terms of at least what's officially out there uh sofia di martino the unequaled Richard E. Grant, Sasha Lane, Erica Coleman, and Eugene Cordero, uh, he who has some Star Wars uh, cred as well there. But they're all in undisclosed roles. So, uh, Well, Pete... Florence, uh, Florence um, Staffner is uh, Eric Coleman's uh, character. So you, you have that. Um, no no uh, voice actress yet known matt for my favorite character and, and matt matt i believe there's somebody you'd like to welcome to the podcast uh yes indeed pete let's welcome to the podcast miss minutes herself hey man it's your good friend miss minutes how are you today uh glad to be here i'm gonna tell you all about the it, it was certainly a very strange moment to look at the Loki poster and be like, you know, on Instagram or something like that and go, is, did somebody accidentally put a janky clock 
picture cartoon thing in there um and know that uh pete can we assume that miss if indeed i am talking to pete uh can we assume that miss minutes will be there as some sort of amusing expositional you know uh device a la jurassic park style you know welcome to the jurassic park tour now we'll explain how we do this while you're on the tour is that the function of miss minutes oh it's absolutely this inspired uh mr dna type of situation i i think it's going to be a breakout character uh already anticipating the the character poster uh alone just for miss minutes and i i think it's just bonkers enough to work in this show about taking somebody who's completely messed up the the timeline putting a a, an ankle bracelet around his neck and and making him to cooperate uh to help out restore the timeline from somebody else's damage on top of his own and uh yeah this um anthropomorphic uh clock i i i can't wait now pete you had referenced a a shadowy figure uh at what point in these six episodes does a friend to our heroes suddenly be revealed to be the villain you know i'm talking <laughs> in the in the model of obadiah stain or uh the guy pierce character was that killian uh in iron man 3 or um you know we had i guess spoiler alert for wandavision but we had that happen in, uh, yeah, in a couple instances in wandavision agatha really <laughs> uh, okay or uh you know we we thought for certain that um, Lieutenant Torres had a had a turn coming there, um, you know. So we're we're batting uh, we're batting five hundred, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's got to be somebody in the old TVA there. I mean, the real twist of the knife would be if it's Miss Minutes. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I guess t- to expand it out, Pete you know what other what surprise crisscrosses do we get since we are moving through time and space i guess there's the potential for anybody but then there's the you know in the last month or so there was the the exploration of how wandavision had a plan for doctor strange to appear had the deal done uh for cumberbatch to appear and then kind of in the in the editing of the story not not in what was shot it was like no if he comes in then this is now a doctor strange prequel this is not its own self-contained thing so do we feel the same way for loki or if we get that thor cameo or or whatever like does that somehow take it away i i don't know i i don't know i somehow feel like this is this show is dealing with less weighty issues than wandavision and falcon did so if it is all of a sudden oh man pete they got uh, they got Taika Waititi to play a New Zealand guy. <laughs> like, I feel like it's going to be less, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and it'll just be, it'll just be for fun. If only Matt, they had just wrapped a Thor movie uh, in the last couple days and had uh, an active soundstage where they could shoot something to incorporate in this six episode movie i mean we'll have to see 
Uh, we and had goodness some knows Taika Waititi is an active guy. We'll just leave it at that. <laughs> we had some fun uh, beginning with our Falcon and the Winter Soldier podcast where we started the tradition of predicting the cameo or cameos and the secret scenes before the series. So, Matt, what's coming? I think that probably a Heimdall slash Thor cameo is um, most likely based on the footage that we've seen. I mean, we've seen, as you said, Pete, we've seen him picked up by the Bifrost. I also think that that is pretty easy to do, to shoot. Like, I think you could do it. There's a certain level where it's kind of self-contained and it's not, you know, well, wait, how are we going to get this actor to appear on the set while we're shooting in the middle of New York City? You know, something like that. You can kind of do more a green screen, one scene kind of thing in terms of a cameo secret scenes it's tough if we use wandavision as a template the secret scenes tended to be i mean there was the one uh in the penultimate episode that was really just set up for the finale which is to say i don't know that you would have necessarily predicted the white you would not have predicted before the series started that there's a white vision storyline about to happen um for the rest of WandaVision, the secret scenes were propelling to another series or another or, or the next storyline, the next movie, that sort of thing. So I feel like that's a bit it's a bit difficult for me to predict an end of series secret scene, although Loki, multiple timelines, Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness. Um also, you know, if the number one reason that Doctor Strange didn't appear in WandaVision was we don't want to take away Wanda's agency and have have the learned man come in and save the day. Uh, Loki is a... Uh, there, there's, there's less of an issue there. So, Pete, I'll go for secret scene, end of the series, Doctor Strange shows up here. They just took his... They took Cumberbatch's deal, they whited out WandaVision, put in Loki, bing, bang, boom. Not a bad prediction there. I'm going to go with... Uh recently minted two-time Oscar winner Sir Anthony Hopkins showing up here. Um, and the secret scene is going to link Loki to the Eternals. A good, a real good guess as well. Uh, and, and again, guess. Guess. A real good call. A real good flag planted by you, Pete. Again, I think that through WandaVision, through Falcon and Winter Soldier, we really understood, we have a much better understanding of how Endgame clearly set up some things that were intentional hands handoffs. Um, and we have a better sense of that from those two shows in terms of uh, handing off to the next thing. Um, so, that, uh, Pete, I think between Doctor Strange and Eternals, one of us has to be right. Maybe both of us are right as well. I think with the idea now that we've finally seen some moving footage, actual footage of a, of a sunset mat or a sunrise, but definitely it was the actual sun and, and not a digital effect. Um, and while that trailer is a little bit confusing for the average fan in terms of what am I looking at? What, what is the sizzle of the, the superhero uh, super franchise that we deal with in the MCU. The the bit after the title of okay, Stark's gone, 
Captain America's gone. Oh, who can join them? The the idea that they have not gotten involved until now. And I think with Loki as a god, as a demigod, as somebody who can interact with that and have it make sense, I, I think that's the most logical. So, Pete, with the show, uh, as mentioned, uh, launching on Wednesdays, when will we be podcasting the show? So we had been bringing you uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision on Sundays after episodes aired on Fridays. So with the episodes airing on Wednesdays, we're going to be bringing you our uh, Fantastic Geek podcasts on Saturday mornings. So to be on the safe side, you want to make sure you viewed it by Friday. Get us your feedback and then we will be putting those together, putting it down and bringing it to you by no later than noon on uh, Saturdays. Yeah, wherever you live on this globe, uh, or I guess even if you're if you have an adjoining uh, time period, uh, living in one of the other realms, you know your Asgard, your your Midgard, and so forth. Uh, if before you put your head on your pillow Friday night, if you want to share feedback, get it to us before before you go to bed on Friday night. Wherever you are, that should uh, that should make sure that we're going to be uh, including you in on the conversation. And um, Pete. Like I've said before, I think that the fact that this show is a different animal, the fact that it has maybe a little bit less pressure to be making a making a grand and important statement, I think there's a the potential for a ton of fun here. I really, really do. And a lot of theorizing too. I, I think there's going to be some some wacky stuff, some fun stuff that you know we're we're really going to dig into. And yes, Mephisto will be involved. <laughs> So, Pete, how can people be in touch with you to share their theories that the secret hooded figure is finally Mephisto? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Peter, P-I-E-T-E-R-J-K-E-T-E-L-A-A-R, 11,991, coming up on 12,000 followers. Can't be wrong. And while I'm personally on Twitter as Looking Back Lost, do be in touch with the podcast. Comment on FantasticGeek.com. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, where we are Fantastic Geek as well. But wait, Pete, there's more. Facebook.com slash Fantastic Geek. All one word with the P and the H. Like it today. So, Pete, the next time we talk Loki, it will be Saturday, June 12th, if you can believe it. The first episode will already have been viewed by all of us. With that, Pete... I will say adios to all our listeners and give you the final word. Talk to you then. 